Good morning, everyone. We're back at it again. We're in our podcast studio, and this morning we have Mindy McGee in here, and we are going to talk about the Princess Contest. So welcome, Mindy. How are y'all? Good, good. We also have uh, our co-host. I'm Blake Cook. I'm here, too. All right. Let's do this again. No, no, we're good. Let's let's keep it rolling. Uh, Okay. I'm Billy Bailey. And Mindy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of um, who your parents are, your history, your history involved with the powwow, things like that? Um, my name is Mindy McGee. Um, my parents are Don Jackson and Deborah Shanks. Um, I have three sons, Chris, Thunder, and Caden. Um, I've been involved with the powwow. Um, I might have been 10, 8, 10. I was in the first print, one of the earlier princess contest and um did it until i was about 15 um and just lived within the community cool so the princess contest that you were involved in around eight ten wouldn't you say it's a little bit different than what we have now as a princess contest i would say it's a lot different yeah Um, not as many traditional arts was learned when we did it um different styles of dance were done um it when we was younger i remember we done the ribbon dance they don't do that now so now when you mean ribbon dance is that when we had to put them on our arm and, and hold I, her on? yes and <laughs> dance around forever with our arm out yes. i would have to say i participated in the ribbon dance myself <laughs> well, i never participated in the ribbon dance so <laughs> say I, have I remember you had to do the figure eight with your arm that's right <laughs> <laughs> so Again, we are talking about the Princess Contest, the evolution of our Princess Contest, and over the years how things have changed. So someone that is currently listening to this podcast, how do you become eligible to run for the Princess Contest? Um, To run for the Princess Contest, you must be an enrolled member of the Ports Banner Creek Indians um, and be between the ages of four and up. Okay, now when you say four and up, it seems like we just recently added a category. Is that correct? We did. We added the senior adult division last year. Um, that's the age from 23 to 54. Okay. Can you can you go through the categories and their ages? Mm-hmm. Little Miss is 4 to 7. Elementary is 8 to 11. Junior is 12 to 15. Senior is 16 to 22. Senior adult is 23 to 54. And elder is 55 and up. Okay. And so they have to be a tribal member, a um, a member of the Porch Vanda Creek Indians. So how do they become, how do they apply for the uh, Princess Contest? We'll usually put the applications out between, let's just say, March and May. Um, They'll go out on Roundhouse. We'll post it. Um, This previous year, we posted it. We met with everybody, and we gave them, like, June and July to kind of get their color schemes together and then kicked off um, practices and... um, art classes in August after the summer program. So what I know is that when we were running for princes, like we had said before, it's not the same requirement. So now these girls that are running for princess contest, you're starting, you know, the process of being in the princess contest about when we're not just starting the week before. Correct. No, we started the first of August. Um, August was kind of dedicated to, uh, doing their patchwork and their belts. Then we moved on to uh, baskets and moccasins and then the beading. If they wanted their moccasins beaded, their earrings, and kind of any little other little items they wanted to get finished up. 
So there's certain things, certain criteria that uh, these princes are having to uh, achieve. What what are some of those criteria? I mean, I know that sometimes making your own beadwork, uh, making your mm-hmm. own purse, making um, what are some of that criteria? Um, we at least want them to know, like basket weaving. If they don't want a basket, they at least have to learn the um, kind of the technique um, weaving a belt. If you don't want to weave a belt, just weave the keychain just to, to learn it, the art to be able to keep passing it down. Um, you know, patchwork, technically it's really, is it Creek or Seminole? But, I mean, it's a form of traditional art. So um, to keep it going, we want everybody to learn and keep it passing. So even if you just do a little strip, you don't, may not want it on your dress or something, but just learn kind of how it's done and... So if you had, a, we're going to call it a princess dress or princess dress regalia, what is included on that? You have your dress. Um, it'll have eight to ten ribbons on it uh, or patchwork. Um, you have your apron, your shawl, um, chinaberry necklace. You can either have a basket or like a bag, um, moccasins, and um, your brooches on your collar if you choose to have a collar or not have a collar you can still have your brooches on there it seems as if they have a lot of preparation time and you know a couple of months leading up to powwow um but you know the night before the powwow begins is whenever they have you know the talent night and you know there's judges that are picked so during the talent night of the princess contest what are they being judged on and how do you pick those judges Judges are picked. We usually have former princesses, community members, and other folks within the powwow community who are picked as judges. Um, we try to choose people who are not related to the contestants and not, you know, very close to them. So it's nobody says it's not fair or anything like that. That's my buddy or my aunt or whoever. Um, we have a total of nine judges. We have three judges um, who do the interview portion where the princess contestants come in. Um, Prior to the contest, they're given a book. Um, it has the history of the tribe, information about you know current um, businesses, current members, tribal council members that the princesses are you know can be asked any question from this book. Um, the history of the symbol, um, what do the colors represent? Um, so they have to study this, and they could be asked anything or. Just a simple question, you know, your little ones may be asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? So the judges can ask any array of questions, either from the book or, you know, kind of, what did you make on your regalia? Or what was your favorite part of, you know, the princess contest? Um, so they're kind of judged, you know, they come in, they turn around for the judges so they can see their regalia. Um, and then, like I said, they're asked questions. They're in there. Our younger ones are in there for... I believe five minutes. Our older ones are in there for seven. Um, so after the interview portion, you know, they move on to the on-stage question. Um, there's a series of questions that um, they get ahead of time, and we give them so many questions. You may be asked one of these questions that you pull. We don't know which one, but this is it. You know, you kind of prepare for all of them. Um, so they're um, judged on their their confidence, their reply, um, and their knowledge kind of whatever question they're asked. Then it's the talent portion. Um, 
And it's kind of confidence, um, the, depending on their talent, you know, was it put together? Are they, you know, well prepared? Prepared. But some folks get up there and get scared, and then, you know, sometimes you just have to shake the nerves off, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they come out and do wonderful. I'm, I imagine trying to find a judge that's not related to some of the contestants can be very challenging yeah. since we're all. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, well, they're not real close, but they're out there. But a I mean, at, at one point, it's like, okay. Just trust you to make the right yeah. judgment. We're all adults. Exactly. you got to be fair. And yes. I can see that even though if a princess comes in and they're um, a part of the princess contest, but just say they didn't win the princess contest, I can see that they're walking away with a lot of valuable information because what you were saying was they're also taking, um, you know, you're giving them information, historical information or things that they can learn, but they're also learning traditional arts. Um, and I think that, uh, I don't know if you had mentioned, but they're also learning the, the Muscogee language. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. They um, they do their introduction. They do a song and language. Um, so they work mm-hmm. really close one-on-one with language. Um we're also doing this year, they're doing a culture education portion where it's a like kind of like a class, a mandatory class they have to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, some of your folks who run are not. Um, not exposed to it. Yeah, and not know a whole lot. Um, yeah. Or I don't know if you can say that some of them are newly tribal members that don't, they don't know a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So. Um, just to try to keep everybody on the same, everybody's fair and everybody has the same kind of knowledge. So, Have you seen that this is kind of like an open gate or an open window that opens those tribal members that don't know a lot that may be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I didn't win the princess contest, but this has striked my interest for language or for traditional arts or for things like that? We have. We've had a lot more doing this. Um, I know some of the language classes we've done has been online. Mm-hmm. That's been an increase. And that's like, turned over really well with that and then also for the classes you know before we may not had a full class now it's like well we need to do an extra class because we had so many people apply we couldn't get them all in one class um so we're having to really extend classes and um yeah i can just see that it opens um a door like it creates a comfort zone for getting to know y'all the cultural staff and coming in and say, okay, I know Mindy, I know all, you know, and I feel more comfortable now coming into a class. So, Well, even the contestants, they get to talking to one another. They don't, some of them don't know, you know, each other, and then they get to talking. Some find out they're related distantly, and then, I mean, they they really build a bond. Right, and, and I feel like you see that throughout a lot of you know, tribes, royalty programs, where you create that bond with with individuals. You see it a lot at the Gathering of Nations, Miss Indian World contestants. Yeah, they get really they close. They get really, really close and create almost like this uh, sisterhood. Type. Sisterhood, yeah. And so. it's fun to see them in the classes because they'll be back there cutting up and talking. And, I mean, they, they're they having a good time. <laughs> right. I mean, it, It's not it, just work. It, I mean, yeah, at, the, at the very end of the day, it is a, a little friendly competition. But, you, but you're getting the real value out of it, and that's learning the language, the traditions, the history, all of that. Can you tell us a little bit about what these princesses win when they become princess? So they do win a monetary amount depending on their age. Um, and then they represent the tribe throughout the year. Um, they go to, get to go to different events um, representing the tribe. Okay. So, so I know that obviously winning 
Prince, this is the ultimate goal. Um, but there are smaller prizes that are given out, right? You know, like best talent or yeah, smaller you get awards a, like that. Um, I think there's best interview, best talent, and overall kind of like Miss Congeniality that the attendants themselves vote on that. Okay. So the, the, the peers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So saying what we get, what the princesses get now, what did they get when you all was running for princess? A $75 savings bond. <laughs> yeah, scholarship, wasn't it? I didn't yeah. even get a scholarship. I Maybe I was, missed out. I think it I think that was only for senior. A bond or a scholarship or something. Yes, it wasn't much. And both the old princess? Mm-mm. I was just an alternate. You was alternate and you was princess. Okay. But I was elementary, so that could be why I didn't get the scholarship. So. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, your sash, your crown. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think the purpose currently, what is the purpose of the princess? How is that important for being at a an ambassador for our tribe? I think it's important. Um, it gives some of the youth, especially, a voice. Um, they get to see a lot of things they normally wouldn't see. I get, and I think they get more involved in with, like, knowing what's going on within the tribal government, um, seeing kind of different things. A lot of folks don't know, like, what goes on inside. A lot of folks, because they're outside, and then they see a lot of things and, you know, kind of start getting involved more within the community, within, you know, tribal government items. Do you think that it creates some kind of pride to be from the Porch Panda Creek? I mean, do you, after, you know, that transition from winning the Princess Contest and then being that ambassador, have you seen, like, somebody's pride to be from the Porch Panda Creek Creek Indians? Do you see them kind of evolve to be, you know, a little bit prideful coming from the Porch Panda Creek Indians? Oh, yeah. A lot of them are very prideful, and um, they carry that, and then they want to run again. You know, your smaller ones, there's several. It's been Little Miss Elementary, and, you know, they're moving up, and they're building more. Um, they're wanting to increase their language knowledge and their traditional arts knowledge, and they're, you know, becoming more involved within the tribe. So they do become, you know, they kind of fall into an ambassador role, but what – does some of that entail? So what are some of the responsibilities and, and maybe do they travel a lot? Do they attend council meetings? What What is it that they um, spend their time doing? They do travel, um, different powwows representing the tribe, different functions um, tr- tribal government puts on. Um, they have tribal representation. Um, I know they've conducted interviews for tribal government for different things, Um just anything we're kind of asked. and mm-hmm. um, A lot of our younger ones within the school, school represents them, and they represent their school with and the tribe and speak about, you know, the history and things for the tribe. Right. I mean, I've noticed that these princesses have been traveling. They're travelers. Um, so it does create an opportunity for them, maybe for the princesses, to do things and see things that maybe not if they hadn't been the princes. Do you think it creates an opportunity for them to go out and see? And what are some of them places that y'all have been to? I think it does, and it gives them a chance to see, um, get a chance to visit other reservations that they normally probably wouldn't get to go to if they weren't the tribal princesses. Um, we've been to Albuquerque. Um, some have been to Wisconsin, to Seminole, um, Oklahoma for various Things and like I said, I think if they didn't have that opportunity, they wouldn't get to so, several of these places. They wouldn't get to see. You see different reservations. It gives you kind of 
what we're blessed with here that others may not be blessed with on other places, and it makes you more appreciative of what right. we it, it, it allows for them to network and build in mm-hmm. tribal relationships, which I think is very, very important. Oh, yeah, for sure. So on the day of the powwow, um, some events will take place. What it, Can you walk me through like an event for the powwow, the day of the princess contest? What are they expected to do that day? So that day, um, the princess contest is at 11 on the mound. They'll get there early, get prepared, um, when they um, when it starts, they'll come out. They'll give your introduction, walk around the mound. Um, they do a brief dance. They'll do their song on the mound with the Fredell kids and your previous or your current princesses that who's fixing to give up their reign. And then they get crowned. After that, they'll stay and represent the tribe through grand entry all throughout the powwow. Okay, so they do have responsibilities later on that day if they become a princess, mm-hmm. correct? For grand entry. Um, I know they all do their introductions, and they'll be there the Friday for Green Detrain and just kind of representation throughout the day. Taking pictures, <laughs> being interviewed, all kind of different things. The local celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that royalty at the powwows. They're treated with high respect. Normally, um, at the beginning of a Green Entry, aren't they the mm-hmm. ones that kind of lead? They're, yeah, I mean, after the, the flag bearers, they're yeah. the ones. They have a lot of responsibility, and royal is always um, treated with high respect. So, I mean, that's an honor to be. And and, and I think now is a good time to kind of mention, you know, the princess contest, not only for our tribe, but a lot of tribes, you know, have their own version of a princess contest. And it's not a beauty pageant. Um, No. It's a lot of people think, oh, pretty little Indian princess. No, it's it's a real hardworking ambassador that – does a lot you know so a lot of people think it's just a status but it's not it, it holds real value yeah and we've had some people kind of ask us who are not familiar with it think it kind of is a beauty contest as it's a lot of hard work and dedication um we do have our first out of area contestant this year and she can tell you she's put in a lot of work and a lot of hours um she comes up as much as she can and takes back and works on it as much as she can where's she from so, she is from, Florida. I believe, the Tampa area, Florida. But she's from Florida. Okay. So, and she has put in. She's tracked her hours just to know how much she's worked on it. Wow. And she has probably, I know it's over a hundred hours. Wow. That's awesome. Well, that that brings up an important question: Is there so many um, practices that these princes are having to make? They have to make five mandatory, but then you also get points for practice. So right now, um, we started in the. Previous years, princesses contest has practice has always been on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So this year we tried to do it during the week. Um, it's kind of worked out a little bit better. I think it's gave the contestants more one on one time with the instructors, and it's not as um, we have eighteen. So it's not like you have all eighteen in there. Um, hey, I need help with this. You know, I'm just sitting over here waiting, um, not really doing nothing because the instructor is helping somebody else. Um, it's breaking it down to smaller groups, and I think it's, we've gotten ahead a lot this year. So everything that's on the prince's dress is pretty much handmade. I mean, this is custom to yes. them. To the individual. And, and they the may individual. not make the dress, but somebody else hand makes the dress. And so. the patchwork is handmade, and mm-hmm. then you go to the finger-woven sash, that's handmade, and then mm-hmm. you go into the purse. 
and then they put all their fringe on their shawl, and then um, their basket is, I mean, they've so somebody has woven it. They've woven it. A parent's woven it. Um, so it's all handmade items. Their moccasins are done by hand. I mean. And their beadwork, so their, their necklace and, you know, their mm-hmm. china berry necklace to their beaded earrings. and It's all, like I said, whether it's the contestant or a parent, it's and all. family, right? Yeah, yeah handmade. family. And this is something that they can they get to keep, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that's a good point too. Point out family's involvement in in princess contest. While the individual may be running for the title, you know, I, I feel like it's a group title when you really break it down. Um, I know a lot of families. I've seen uh, mothers, you know, staying up all night working and on their fathers, and, and fathers. Father, yeah, and fathers. Yeah, the dads. Some of the dads are the yeah. best at patchwork. <laughs> right, right. So like right. doing, you know, you know, helping out. Um, their family um, getting ready for the event because it, it, it does require a lot of work. So it, it, does. it does help having that community and family around you to, to get uh, to get a lot of that done. And how are, how long did they serve? I know that we've had a time where they served a little bit longer doing, during COVID. Mm-hmm. But they serve, um, they'll start um, once they're crowned at powwow and it'll go to the next powwow. So a full year. One year, one year mm-hmm. reign. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier that um, your staff, well, I don't think we pointed it out, but you serve as the, the director of the cultural department. So you have a lot of staff uh, that work in line with the Princess Contest. So can you explain like a lot of what your staff does um, helping out with the Princess Contest? Um, well, our cultural education, they're going to um, do a cultural education class with them and like history and stuff like that. Language teaches um, their introductions, songs, anything language wise. Um, say they want to do something with language or their talent, they will work with them on that. Um, our traditional arts, they're doing the art classes with them um, and helping them, you know, finish up patchwork. Um, we've cut fringe, um, you know, just ordering, preparing, cutting. I mean, everybody's kind of jumped in there, and we all have a little part to do with it. So, and a lot of people don't know that the sash that they wear is actually made by the cultural department. If I'm not mistaken, is that correct? correct? The sash mm-hmm. that they'll win that day um, is actually made within the cultural department. Yeah, well, the sash and the patchwork on the shawl that they get, they also get a shawl when they win. Um, all that patchwork is done by the department. So it does take a a, a cultural yeah. or a department. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a whole takes department, department. You put it on. I mean, I've even seen people fringing the night before right. the powwow. Yeah, the I've Princess seen the, I've seen the cultural department uh, wing lights on pretty late a few nights, especially come November. So I know that you guys allow those guys to hang around and do a lot of work there. So it's it's really awesome. Yeah, it's good to see that the, the the culture department, it's good to see them come together for a whole. But then it doesn't stop there because then you're also preparing for the powwow, mm-hmm. you know, which is also another entity on its own. There's a bunch of different little things we have going on along with why we have this going on and preparing for the powwow. So November is normally a very busy month I know, for the culture department. It's a Native American Heritage Month, so you do a lot of outreach yeah. programs, uh, visitations, and then you also have the Princess Contest and powwow. Uh, coming creep that'll creep up toward the end of the month. Yeah, it always catch you by surprise. It's busy. Yeah, I, I want to say that the uh, I think the Princess Contest was kind of started 
the same reason why it's still going, just serving as that ambassador and that recognition for the Porch Vanda Creek Indians. And I, I, I still feel like that we're serving that role as the ambassador going out and um, representing. I know that whenever these girls become a princess, there's certain, um, I guess, etiquette and certain things that she should carry. Is that correct? Like how, you know, you are a representation of the tribe. Can you explain that a little bit more? Like There is an agreement they have to sign. You know, they have to uphold themselves with um, dignity and all like that. And, you know, can't be in a bar and partying. I mean, and going wild and stuff. You got to be a representation and a good role model. Um, You got a lot of little kids looking up to you or peers if you're younger. Um, So... Is there a certain grade point average or anything for these kids that are in school? Or Yeah, for the kids, they have to have um, a 2.0 or higher GPA. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're required to turn their report cards in, and we kind of monitor that. So, mm-hmm. And I think that um, the first Princess Contest, if I'm not mistaken, was just one category of an age. But, um, you know, we evolved from yeah. that. I'm not sure the age. Yeah. I know there was just one, and then it went to, I think it was two, then three. Three. And now. And that's six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keeping up with just one, now you're having to keep up with, with six. six princesses out yes. of power. <laughs> How many contestants do you have now? Also, the cultural department. So whenever these princesses are going out as ambassadors, you're also, um, the cultural department is also going with these, accompanying these um, princesses, you know, acting as chaperones Mm -hmm. and mentors and things like that. So I can see your cultural department doesn't stop working. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah. We're we're (laughs) usually running all the time with something. Yes. So who is our current um, reigning princesses now for the 2022-2023? So our 2022, our little miss is Taylor Smith. Our elementary is Vanessa Alvarez. Our junior is Savannah Gibson. Our senior is McKenna Pettis. Our senior adult is Amanda Montgomery. And our elder is Vicki Burns. Okay. Okay. And during COVID, we had, uh, this has never happened before, where a princess has served yeah, their reign and, was extended. So. For a two-year. Mm-hmm. And do you remember who that was serving? Um, it was Macy Rackard, Rayleigh Gibson, Cassidy Murphy, and Juanita. Okay. So, Slate. actually, Amanda Montgomery was the first. She was the first senior adult princess. Senior, senior so, adult. All right. So, we're going to do princes now. Like <laughs> Princes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the prince. You going to run for a prince? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, we need to have some kind of something for the guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, but all, but all in good spirit, though, you know, um, the Princess Contest or, or Native American royalty, I guess you will, kind of holds a, a stigma or stereotype behind it. I know I, I work here at the a Tribal Museum, so I hear the the, uh, the term, my great-great-grandmother was a Cherokee princess. And, and, I, and I begin to think, you start thinking about it, the idea of Native American royalty is a fairly new and contemporary ideology. You know, yeah. like most of your tribes didn't have a princess a long, long time ago, and I'm not saying that none did, but they didn't have. They a lot didn't. of them didn't have that, so it's it's kind of nice that we we get rid of the stigma behind Native American royalty. It isn't a beauty pageant. It isn't 
it isn't an inherited inherited right and and so for us it is a lot of hard work is a lot of dedication and a lot of family support to be to serve in the role of tribal royalty yeah so we need to put it out there that our actually our princess contest did not start until the 1970s right, it's a brand new so ideology is a contemporary term right that maybe when calvin was going out or you know back in the day when you know all of our Leaders were going out for recognition. I think that was bringing recognition right. to to our band of Creek people. Mm-hmm. They would seeing other tribes doing the same thing. Yeah, and even though having we, an ambassador, and even though we heard that term so many times that our great great grandmother was a princess, I think now we might be able to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can. we can say it now. <laughs> so, but even though it didn't start like that, and we might finish like that, but uh-huh. like you were saying, Black, it's not the it's not the same term that we would, you know, that's holding weight that people come in saying that my great grandmother was a princess. But what it does is saying that my great grandmother was a princess, but that's an ambassador for the tribe nice. and a representation of our tribe. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Mindy, is there anything else that maybe we have missed that we might not know about the princess contest? I mean, we know that there's a lot of work that goes into it. We know that the, um, I appreciate that all the um, the information that you're giving these princesses, you know, through language and cultural arts and, you know, and being cultural educators with the program. Um, is there anything else that we might not know? I can't think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. is anybody out there listening and you're interested in running for the princess, look to the cultural department for guidance and we'll apply. We'd really, really like for you guys to be involved. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.